and welcome to the Summer Nats Podcast, the official show of the world's wildest car festival. My name is Josh Bennett, aka J Benz, and I'm joined by my mate, car judge extraordinaire Owen Webb. Webby, what's happening? How are you, mate? I've had a, uh, I've had another good week. Look, I said three weeks in a row. I've had a, had a great week. I've done more work on my XY. I've just about finished it, so really happy. And I've also had a pretty quiet week isolating, but I've been working on a few podcasts, so I've got some great stuff coming up. And the other thing I've been doing is just trying to get enough money together to buy Virgin. I've just been trying to get that. So can you help me out a bit on that? Uh, yeah, I can, mate. I'll, I'll give you 50 bucks. Uh, you can give me maybe 10 or 20 shares in that. Hey, what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, awesome. That'd go just about good in your, in your stable of bag of tricks, an airline company, Webby, I reckon. <laughs> One of the things uh, still to come with this show is the name, obviously. So we want to see you guys this week. Uh, pump some names in the comments. And uh, from them, we're going to pick a, a name and name it next week. So next week, we'll have the name. We're really keen for that. Got any ideas for a name, Webby? No idea, because all the ones that you've come up with are so dud, mate. So I'm just waiting for somebody else that's a bit smarter that's than me. Why <laughs> that's why we're going to leave it to the creative people watching on now. Later on, we'll have our quiz and we'll be crossing to Marv from Street Machine and have a ch- quick chat to him about what's happening with those guys, as well as hear this week's crazy rant. And just after that, Marv will give away three season passes, as well as a main prize of a double season pass and a Street Machine gift pack. Now, the way to get in the running for them is to get in the comments and comment early. People will be selected from the comments that easy. Tonight, we've got a mad show. So... First off the rank is the pair that went head-to-head in the dyno back at Summer Nats 32. What a dyno event that was. Pretty much reinvigorating the whole situation there. Dale Hyler with the Twin Turbo VX Commodore and Mark Hinchelwood with the AC Delco Holden Monaro. Both of those guys will be on at the same time, so that should be a mad cracker. Also, um, we've got coming after that is uh, the grand champion of Summer Nats Grand Champions, Peter Fitzpatrick. Just how many titles has uh, Fitzy won, Webby? He's actually won six, mate. So that's uh, we had to change the rules. It was a bit like the St George Rugby League team, mate. We had to change the rules so he couldn't keep winning forever. Here with me now is Dale Hyler and Mark Hinchwood. Both of you guys live and breathe drag racing. Uh, how's the relationship going after butting heads at Summon Ash 32? Oh, I absolutely hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still a bit butthurt, but, you know, you get that. Nah, look, we're honestly we're we're good mates. We had a good time. Summoner Thirty Two was an absolute hoot. I got to say, the blowing cars blew the roof off of Summoner Thirty Two. What do you reckon, Dale? All noise, no horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, nah, like it was unreal. Like the whole the whole thing at at Summonats there was it was crazy. Like the people were just so close to the to the action, could hear it, could feel it. It was yeah, it was an awesome thing. It was that you guys yeah put it all on. It was unbelievable to be a part of it. You know. It was, a, it was definitely a, a, a massive spectacle, and I think that'll go down in history. That that just that whole you call it, it's like a, you call it rivalry or whatever, but it was you know at the end of the day it was two showcases of just craziness, you know. Yeah, well, everyone's yeah. either a turbo guy or they're a supercharged guy, you know. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, and the other AC Delco got two cars. Maybe someone else thirty four. <laughs> they might you know bring the spare car down and have another crack. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you right now. There is not a rodent, a cockroach, a bug left in that building <laughs> after the AC Delco Pro Slammer <laughs> lifted the roof off that joint. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's the only reason I got headphones on is because I'm a blooming here now. I can't hear nothing no more. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, a true, true story. One of our crew actually ruptured an eardrum inside the uh, inside the building. So wow. that's how that's how loud it actually was. Yeah, yeah. To just to talk to both of you guys, I guess we'll start. I'll start with you, Dale. Where, where does your passion for cars come from? I know you, you live and breathe this stuff. Oh, you know, it comes from your, you know, obviously it gets handed down from your dad. Yeah. And then, yeah, my uncle was into cars and all that stuff. So I've sort of been around them forever. And then it just sort of 
took off from there, you know. So, is yeah, the moment I was pretty much born, I was around a car. What so, was your first car? Well, I was a 1979 Toyota Corolla. Right, nice. <laughs> and uh, my, my, my uncle built a pretty hot little 4K for it. And then, yeah, it was a good little thing to bash around in. You smash gearboxes and diffs every weekend and then spend all week fixing it and back out again in the weekend and do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself, Mark? Uh, I don't want to talk about my first car, but my second car was a LH Tirana, small block shed, nine inch, and actually four IDA downdraft weathers. Kind of, wow. kind, of a, kind of a unique deal. So my first car was actually a mini, but. No, we won't tell anybody that. But yeah, LH <laughs> Tirana, Holden Boyle, uh, through and through. And where does that passion come from? Is that, that something that stemmed from handed handed down as well? Well, actually, funny, just listening to Bella there, I'm thinking, hmm, uh, my parents had record shops, uh, not a mechanical bone in either of their bodies. Uh, no, I literally, <laughs> I walked into an auto parts store at about 16 years of age with a um, job wanted ad on the window got a job at this uh, auto parts shop that started that week and literally that was it. That was a turning point in my life and motorsport ever since. And like Dale, live, it, live and breathe it every single day. The next next part I was going to say, you guys do this for a living now with cars. Like also, it's not just a hobby, you know, building cars and, and racing them as well, but you guys literally do this for a living. Dale, you want to give a bit of a backstory in terms of like you and your business and stuff like that? Yeah, well, we've been running there for fifteen odd years, doing doing the performance mods on cars and stuff. So, yeah, we've been buying hose and fittings off market from his shop for you know, fifteen years. Actually, I don't think I've ever bought hose and fittings from anywhere else, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we we do everything. LS market is a big thing for us. You know, the Ford market with the Barra and all that's a big market as well. Mad people think I hate them, but they're actually not a bad thing. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we do a bit of everything. So, yeah, it's not, it's not bad. It's, yeah, it's going all right at the moment, even with all this, you know, COVID stuff. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough time for a lot of people out there at the moment. So, we're pretty lucky that we are still busy. So, yeah, we're kicking along. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And, Mark, you, you, I was talking to you yesterday. You were telling me a bit about you know, your business and stuff and how that sort of ties into a lot of what you do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm one of those guys that actually gets up in the morning and actually loves going to work, love mixing it up with guys like Dale. You know, we've, we've, we've made some fantastic friendships and we are friends um, through and through. So, yeah, my, my deal started literally when I was 15, auto parts store, managed to buy the partner out and then, and then upscaled, upscaled, moved to Australia actually as a result of going to the Winter Nationals back in '96. And sold up the business, moved over. My mother at the time thought I was having a nervous breakdown. And uh, <laughs> true, true story, man, I packed my bags and I was I was gone. I came over to the to the Winter Nationals, and that was it. It just blew my socks off. Drag racing on a monster scale, man. I got to have a bit of this. So moved over. <laughs> Unfortunately, at that time, moved into Sydney where there wasn't a racetrack at the time. And man, I I, I saw the fruition of the Western Sydney Dragway start off uh, 2004 when it kicked off. Man, I was there day one at that track, green track, and I've been racing there ever since. So, had some highs and lows at Sydney Dragway as well. But, um, but hey, I'm 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 a diehard drag racer, um, just yeah. like Dale. Mix it up. And in fact, I love any type of motorsport. <laughs> if it makes a noise, if it smokes the tires, I'm freaking into it. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent, Dale. I see. I see. Um, through your social media, sometimes you get around the world doing this stuff. Like you know, like I've seen you go to Malta and stuff like that. That must be super interesting. Yeah, it's good fun. I like to go over there and, you know, with customers that I've worked with for a few years, they're like, oh, come over and give us a hand. So, you know, go over there and work on their cars and, you know, usually 
nine times out of ten we have have good luck. Sometimes you know it doesn't go to, go to plan every time, but most <laughs> of the time, yeah, everyone runs a bit quicker and we have a bit of fun and drink a heap of beer and yeah, it's good. <laughs> Definitely. But yourself, Mark, you, you you were also saying that with drag racing, but you also ride into speedway as well. Yeah, absolutely. I've been fortunate enough to uh, to drive some uh, some pretty cool cars, funny cars, alteds, and obviously the uh, the AC Delco Pro Slammer. But yeah. also mix it up in the dirt as well. So um, yeah, I've got a wind four ten sprint car. Um, I'm terrible at it. I I often <laughs> say to my crew, "Hey, I'm going to win tonight at the tail end," and that's cool. You know, <laughs> we'll come in. We've got smiles on our faces. We have a great time. We mix it up with our customers. Um, just interestingly enough, I've never had an invite from uh, Dale to do any one of his overseas tours. So uh, Dale, here's uh, yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> well, talk, talk, talk in the green room. In the green room, I guess about that. But yeah, about it. Like, even if it's a bad day at the racetrack, it's, it's still better than a good day at work. So, <laughs> Mark, also, you tell me that you're also into um, into mountain biking and anything adrenaline sport, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. I love throwing myself off a cliff down a uh, down a mountain face <laughs> on a on a on two wheels. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got a I've got a couple of things on the bucket list that I want to tee off. Um, I'd like to do a nice forty or a fifty foot gap jump would be pretty cool on my mountain bike. That'd be that'd be pretty awesome getting pretty close to that so uh we're sending a pretty big um but hey any, anything motorsport related i i just love it i absolutely love it why walk when you can run why run when you can race <laughs> hey let's have a race let's let's make it a series dale i know um every year i look forward to your christmas parties with your <laughs> with your crazy christmas parties with uh giving it a, sending it pretty hard what's what's which one's been your highlight mate you want to <laughs> dude it'd have to be the mitsubishi mirage wouldn't it yeah that thing just wouldn't die. So I was throwing bolts down the area and say you could hear the engine eating up the bolts, but the thing just kept running. Like Even after all that, it still ran. Caught yeah, the yeah. fire, everything. It was unreal. That, that's probably the highlight. Uh, the Falcon was pretty average. It well, only went for a minute or two and it was all over. What about this year, mate? <laughs> I don't know. Are we going to be allowed to do anything like that this year? I hope so. But Who knows, mate? I'm sure. I reckon a barra is on the, on the plan for this year. Yeah, right. Should be able to get a, a BA or something pretty cheap to put the rods out. Someone's got to actually hold the side of the block, otherwise it's, it's <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, and it needs to happen. Just 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 a touch with you, Mark. Um, some people might know too. In 2015, you're involved in a bit of a bit of an accident. Motorsport can be quite a serious situation, I guess. Do you want to talk about that and give us a bit of an insight into your recovery and stuff? I know it's been quite interesting in how you help actually yeah. helping other people through. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so 2015, I was involved in, a, in an onboard fire in a funny car. As a result, decided to jump out of the car. That was the first <laughs> stupid mistake, and I copped that one. Um, so I jumped out of the car at about a – they estimate somewhere between 70 to 100 kilometres an hour. That wasn't too big a deal, but getting caught inside the parachutes because I'd already deployed the parachutes and hadn't shut the car down properly, another <laughs> mistake. Um, so I actually went for a ride inside the parachutes through the finish line at Sydney Dragway, broke my neck and pulled my shoulder out and ended up in a pretty bad way. Had a fantastic wife and support, family, friends, people like Adrian from Summonats, Dale, um, a great team at Motorsport Connections, put me through it. During that whole deal, I wrote this amazing blog, Mark versus Halo, talking about my rehab, my 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 rehabilitation, and 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 you know the, the bad days, man. And I tell you what, you know there were some pretty bad days when you've got a halo bolted to your skull, and every couple of weeks you're having it screwed actually into your skull. Um, was was pretty wild, wild time. But as a result, wrote this blog, which has gone around the world, being shared by thousands of people. I get calls yeah. from, from doctors and, and so forth and people going through the same thing because there's just not a lot of information out there for Halo recipients. It is a, it is a 
tremendous journey. Three months bolted into one of those things, I can tell you, just about tore me apart. So wrote this deal. And now as a result, I actually get quite a few emails from people all around the world that have been in this, you know, bad, bad way. And they thank me for, uh, for, you know, for some of the stuff and some of the stuff, man, like, you know, when you get a book on how to have sex with a halo brace on how to eat, how to sleep, how to, I mean, it's just crazy stuff. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. What I will say is man hats off to Morris and Mary Fabietti for a start, because normally when a race car driver decides to jump out of a car, and if he's actually survived, his race car career is tanked. And I mean tanked. So to get a call from Morris Fab Eddie, hey, I want you to drive my car. True story. I actually said, what car? What, the tow car? What do you want me to do? He said, man, I want you to drive the slammer. <laughs> I mean, what? You know, I jump out of these things, right? He said, oh, man, we're fitted central locking that thing faces out because they've, they've got us a whole, whole, whole kit and caboodle for you. You, you ain't going to be jumping out of that car. Drag racing, it's just, you're just there. And you're living in the moment, man. And when that car is on the track, every, every bit of traction to send that car, that thing is on the limit. And pro slammers, and I think they would back me up on this, they are absolutely running on the raggedy edge of out of control. So hats off to, to Morris and Mary because, man, it's been an absolute roller coaster ride ever since, and I'm loving the deal. Just to, just to you, Dale, on that, like, what's going through your head mid-track? Like, what are, what are, the, what are the, the crazy tell people? Like, what's the crazy sensation of being a drag racer? Mark's got a tire about this wide. We'd rather tire about this wide. Um, and I've got more horsepower than him, so, you know. We've got a – oh, we, like with a pro radial car, they are literally on the edge of traction the whole, the whole way down the track. Yeah, yeah we didn't have a, have a good race meet at the start of this year, but we still ran a PB. Well, you're literally waiting for it to spin the tyres. And if it doesn't, well, you didn't put enough horsepower in it. So <laughs> bad job, Tuna, bad job. <laughs> at Summit S32, there was a lot of hype around the event. Obviously, the hype was on fire for you guys battling it out on the dyno. Uh, this really reinvigorated the dyno. Such a cool, memorable moment in Summonat's history, which will go down, I think, forever, unless you guys want to battle it out again, you know, at some stage, surely. I'm always keen. Not usually one for racing dinos, but, you know, why not? That's probably the only way I'm ever going to beat him down a track, I suppose. Absolutely. We won't bring one AC Dalco Pro Slammer this time. We'll bring two. <laughs> yeah. Better get some sea rotors for him because you're going to need them. <laughs> just in the, the build-up to the to someone at Stale in the VX, tell us about the preparation for that. Yeah, we didn't do too much. We just – we honestly didn't think it would make that much power. Like we knew Mark had made – well, the AC car had made – close to 2,900 in Sydney here on the mainline dyno before they went down. So we thought, oh, I don't know whether we're going <laughs> to make that much. So we all thought, oh, yeah, 2,600 will be stoked, you know. And when it rolled up 2,600 on the first day, we were like, oh, yeah, no, we'll get after it now. And then <laughs> yeah, to make nearly 3,000 was a bit of a, a bit of a shock, really. But I didn't think a conventional had a big block and make that much. But, yeah, and then to make 3,400 and what was it, 3,470 this year, yeah. you know, I definitely we didn't think it'd make that, but like I know it'll it'll make thirty six hundred next year. So tell us about the tell us about the, the preparation for the AC Delco Holden Monaro. Okay, so for someone that's thirty two, we want to do something really cool. So Morris Fabietti had been putting together a brand new car, which we actually debuted this season. So we actually unveiled it at Summonats 32. So most of our work and preparation, to be perfectly honest, was on the brand new car. When you build a drag car, a custom drag car, every single component on that car was built. It took well over 12 months. Our preparation truly was in the, in the unveiling of the new car. Not only were we doing the dyno deal um, every day, but we were also doing startups with the brand new car as well. Yeah. So we kind of had our backsides hanging out, but 
hey, we had a fantastic time. I was trying to, I was trying to think about my memory of Summer Nats 32 actually before we came on air. It was margarita slushies, <laughs> dust, dust in my mouth after the margarita slushies, <laughs> hot and yep. noisy. Man, it was noisy. Oh, and LSs, LSs everywhere. Everything's got an LS. Right, thanks for coming on the show, guys. We, it's, uh, I'm sure everybody's ready for you know a round two, as they say, the gloves are off and whatnot. Oh, I guess it all depends on the racing schedule for ne- for next year. Like, yeah, of course. It all the lines up and it all works, and Morris has got the, got the budget to do it because it's not cheap running one of those those um, Hemi engines. They're not cheap; they wear out quick. Absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there, definitely. You guys are going to battle it out in the quiz uh, after Fitzy's interview, so stick around. Sweet, oh, good, fantastic, great interview from uh, the boys there, Dale and. Dale and Mark, it was really good. So now we're going to have uh, going to have a bit of a chat with Fitzy. Uh, a lot of people would know Peter, obviously, from uh, Summernet. So how you, how you enjoying isolation, mate? No, well, actually, I'm still working, mate, so um, I must be essential. So, uh, yeah, still plodding away. So, yeah, it's um, – but it's it's different, you know, but we've all got to do it. And as I say, we'll all come out the other end and uh, let's see what happens at the other end. Mate, I'm just looking at your background there. It's um, Obviously, you're in your garage at home, I would say. Yeah, mate, out in the shed. That's a, that's a good place to be, isn't it? That's where we all should be most times. And we all spend a lot of time out here, so – I want to know what your first memory of Summonates and which event was it? Well, the first the first one was um, in when Chick just took it over from when it was the Street Machine Nationals. Yeah, I was actually working there as one of the chief scrutineers um, right. and had the, had the old Brougham there and against uh, Peterson and all the crew and yeah, that was probably a good me- a good memory. And when Victor come down and he's uh, fifty seven and done a big skid up the where the old skid row up. Yeah, they, they were pretty good memories, and the guys doing donuts there, like Graham Cowley and his in his HRU decided that no, I, can, I can do a donut here. Yeah, that were good days. You remember them? I do. That that would that would have been the first event, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one of the first. Yeah. Mate, I was thinking about um, just just you in in the past. Actually, how many summits have you been to? Every one except one, because kick. Decided to change it one year, and uh, we'd always booked to go water skiing up at Foster. That's right. And yeah, well, I've missed I've missed one since 1975 since the Street Machine Nationals. You worked it out pretty early that uh, not only do you have to have a car that's that judges well, but you have to know how to drive it if you want to win Grand Champion. You must have done a bit of planning. Yeah, well, I um, when I built the FC, I, I, I built it for one main thing is to go. I, I didn't care about the judging or anything like that. I wanted to go to Summonats to win it, and um, I built it to drive it and built it to use it. So it stopped and handled and and went fairly well as well. So a lot of the guys when they build their cars, they don't they don't sort of drive them and um, they don't know what they're going to do. Um, I knew it was going to drive well, it was going to handle well. But in saying that, the first drive that I had on it was from my place down to the Summonats. That so it hadn't been driven far. Yeah, and, and did you do a bit of pre-planning, like some of the driving events? Did you practice those before the actual event? No, no, I never did really. Um, but you know, we, we'd always had a couple of club days in in our street machine club, and actually do a bit of driving events. And we used to go out to Exhibition Park and have uh, our Christmas parties out there for our car club, the street machine club, and um, we'd do the driving events where they have the uh, skid row now. I don't reckon that anybody will probably ever equal you. Six times, actually, as grand champion, it's pretty amazing. Is there one that really sticks out in your mind? Yeah, I think it was probably the ninth 
when I won ninth nationals, we I'd have guys in that were doing that. You had to do the spear of spud and you had to do all the driving events. I put my mate in the car and I said to him that when you're doing the spear of spud, I said, if you miss a spud, you've got to eat what's in the car because because <laughs> if, if you miss a spud, they'd end up um, yeah, deducting a few points off you. So um, we would um, we actually done the driving events, and one of the street machine photographers was there. And actually, after I'd done the spear of spud, we went around the last gate, and as we come out, um, the the car went sideways through the timing lights, and nearly ended up on the in the fence at the uh, the track on the go uh, around the arena, and. Um, Street Machine guys come over and said to me after that, he said, can you do that again? Because I didn't have the camera. He said, one of your wheels, the front wheels come up off the ground in the dirt. Back them days, you had to do all the driving events. Um, and I think it was that year that um, out of all the cars I came, I won the Spirus Bud, came second in the Motocana, third in the two-step and then second in the go-wo. This bloody little rotary beat me in a go whoa. Anyway, it, that was um, that was a pretty good go and it, and that was out of everybody. It wasn't just out of the cars of the grand champion. Mate, you're such a good supporter. Like, not only a summer match, as you said, you've been to everyone except one, but and still coming today with either of your cars and you, but I see it so many other events through Victoria and just different events. So you've been such a great supporter over the years of all those events. It's good, eh? You catch up with all the people. Yeah, and I mean, it's like Mark said with um, the family that you have at yeah, drag racing. That some of that's it's a good. It's like catching up with the boys and the family and that that you haven't seen. It's a good time, and and you catch up to people and that you meet different people from all over the world. You know, I've been pretty fortunate to to um, to meet a few of the you know the top car builders in the world. You know. Troy Franny, um, Charlie Hutt, Gene Winfield, which is it's has all been th- through street machining and and going to these car shows. Yeah, that, that's a really interesting point, and it took me a long time to work it out. I used to think it was all about the cars, but it's actually some fantastic people you meet through the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. and it's all walks of life. I just say that I got you know oil running through my, my veins and not not blood because I think anyone in the car scene that we all got oil and fuel running through it and not blood, but. Um, you know, it, my two boys, they're right into cars. They play around them like, you know, Aaron won uh, yeah. some of that with his, with his Datsun when he was 19. He's, a, he's still the youngest yeah. guy that ever won it. And I think we're the only father-son team that's that's got the, the grand champions at the Summer Nats as well. And, and I was going to touch on that because uh, I said last week that most people really only have one, maybe two cars at the most to build, especially at an elite level. You're, you're unreal. You've had the built the FC, rebuilt the FC three times. You had the yeah. Brome first. You got the yeah. thirty. You got the black thirty four strip behind you there, and then um, you've helped your boys. Both of them have got Datsuns five tens. Pretty amazing, really. But I want to touch on the, on the last thing you built, which is um, tell us a little bit about the thirty five Chevy you built for keys. Yeah, well, um, after one uh, when I debuted the FC in two thousand and ten, like we went up to the. Um, uh, the Queensland Hot Rod Show, and um, Keys had always looked after me and looked after me and helped me out with with um, uh, cooling systems, etc. On the on the FC, so we went down to his workshop and it's just after they'd sort of finished it, uh, walked up onto the roof and seen this this real cool looking coupe up there, and I said, "Shit, what's that?" And he said, "Oh, that's old man's," and I'm going, "Hey, so." Walked over and had a look at it and checking out, and I'd never seen one before. It ended up being a 35 business coupe. I said that'd be pretty cool with a you know an LS in it and a set of center lines that dropped on the ground and just have have a cool time in it. And asked him, did he want to sell it? Then uh, 
He said, yeah, and he gave me a price, and I'm going, oh, shit, that's too dear. I said, going, 30 grand, and I thought 10 grand, that'd be all right. And, and uh, I said, no, nah, I'll pass on that. I'll find something else. And, um, yeah, a few years later down at Motorex, he um, asked me would I build it for him. And uh, I sort of hummed and hard a bit and said, did I have access to his five-axis mill and stuff like that? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And he asked me what sort of cost did he think it had cost, and um, I gave him a price, and he said, well, that won't double, will it? And I said, oh, I hope not. You know, you always got to have a blowout. But it did double. Plus it did, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was it was a good thing. You know, we spent, I spent five years and had a real good team of guys doing a lot of work on the car. So, so like I said, 7,000-plus 7, man hours went into the car. And he basically, when he bought it to me, he said, look, I still want it to look like a 35 Chev. And he said, I said, I've got a pretty good, cool motor that we can put it. Oh, I've sorted that. I, I, I bought a Rex C6 Corvette. So the, the, Rex, C6, the Rex C6 Corvette came in a box trailer. Like, it's just... <laughs> The front end, the rear end, the torque tube, the transaxle, the engine, it was just going, I'm going, far out, where's that all go? You know, after, you know, it'd be different if you'd ever pulled it apart, but I never yeah. even get to pull it apart. So we had to make that fit in the 35. And, and about 18 months ago, Keith said to me, what do you reckon about taking the car to SEMA? And I said, oh, shit, yeah, that'd be cool. He said, well, let's let's do it. So... Yeah, we took it there last year to, to um, SEMA. We ended in the Battle of the Builders and we got to stage three or four in Battle of the Builders, we, um, which was really cool. And then um, while we were there, we got asked, did we enter the Chevrolet Design Awards? And I'm going, oh, what are they? So long story short, my guy there rang up a person. So we ended up into the Design Awards, which was really cool. And we ended up taking home the um, Designer's Choice Award. It was just, uh, yeah, that was a, that's got to be a bit of a highlight that has. So, I saw yeah. the photo with all the, all the GM people and then um, I believe you got an invite to the Corvette Museum and, and the factory and all that as well. So. Yeah, well, we got to meet the head designer of um, the of the uh, Corvette head designer of Chevrolet and uh, yeah, the, the three Fornix guys in line um, on the Thursday night apparently they, they bought the um, CEO over of um, Chevrolet and showed him the car and he was he was wrapped in it as well and what they liked about it that I didn't try to change the shape of the car or make a hot rod out of it or whatever but it's it's a pretty cool car now, I actually drove yeah. it the other day so it's um rang up yeah. keys and said oh I've driven your car it drives pretty cool said, oh thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> so, mate that's so. a um, that's a yeah fantastic effort and that, yeah they've looked awesome over there at at SEMA and the Plenty of people looking at it. Every time I come around, there was heaps of people there looking at taking photos and videos. It was awesome. Um, I was just thinking when you was talking there about the comparison, uh, not that you have, have a favourite, but is that car or, or I reckon uh, winning the uh, Superstars, Maguire Superstars Champion of the Decade, I reckon that would have been pretty special, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, um, when you announced that, when I, I was on Cloud 27 still because I think I'd just finished doing about – 48 hours straight working on the car to get it to motor it. So, it, yeah, that was, that's got to be a highlight winning car of the decade. Um, uh, and, you know, um, and when I rebuilt the FC, I, I did rebuild it as in I want to build the best show car or whatever. I just built it the way that I thought I wanted to build it and go back and have a go at winning grand champion again. And then people didn't believe that I took it out the dirt, flogged the shit out of it again. But, um, uh, Michelle always reminds me that um, I shouldn't drive it as hard as I got. But hey, man, you got the you, once you get in the car, your adrenaline goes and your, your foot goes to the floor, and that's what it's all about. 
just for people that don't know there, that that was what we had was the, in 2010, it was, we had 10 superstars, the Vice Superstars Champions, so everybody came back and competed. And uh, yeah, you actually won that car of the decade. And next year, we're actually having the, for the 2020, or this year, this year next, yeah. the next event, so we'll actually, everybody can compete again, so I bet you're looking yeah. forward to that oh. Yeah, and I'll have the FC and the Chevs there, so... Um, um, yeah. The FC is basically right to go. I've been spending a bit of time on it. It's basically ready to go anyway, and I've just finished off a bit of stuff on the Chev. And um, yeah, so it'll be uh, yeah, it'll be a good show. And you got to say to the people out there too that, that want to see the Chev, if they actually want to see it, they need to go to Maguire's to, to, to show car superstars and have a look at it in Melbourne because that's probably the only car show it's going to go to in the country. Yeah, yeah, no one keys it, but that's probably right. He'll just want to get it up there and he'll drive it and put it drive in his all the, Yeah, drive it through all the cow shit up there. So. <laughs> uh, all right, mate, so what's um, so a whole few? You got any more cars in you? Yeah, I'll just, just out there. That's my little workshop just to the side here where I built the, the FC and Aaron's Datsun and my hot rod. Yeah, I've got a Chevy truck in there that I'm doing for Den. So, Fantastic. yeah, I've just, just got the chassis in there and we went out the farm the other day and got the... the the, the truck, it's a, you know, it's a, yeah, it's an early 48 to 54 Chevy truck. So, yeah, so it'll be a pretty cool king. We're putting a ZR1 quad cam Corvette engine in it. So he's got Unreal. a brand, he's got a brand new one of them sitting in the crate that's been in the, he's had it for about five years. So, um, yeah. yeah, that'll be different because um, I don't think there's any other, any other cars in Australia actually with one of them engines in it. So it'll awesome, be different. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, uh, as I said, it's, it's very unique that people have got more than two cars in them and you've still got still got some in you yet. So well done. Thank Mate, I thank you for your time and uh, thank That's you cool. for actually your whole input to the whole industry, sport, whatever you want to call it. You've, it's been awesome, mate. You've uh, been great. So thank you for your time and uh, thank you for your whole input for the whole um, sport. That's fine, mate. We are here for our crazy quiz game show with Mark and Dale. Here's how it works, guys. You both get a buzzer word. Dale, yours is blown. Mark, yours is spoolie boy. So I'll ask three questions. First to buzz in gets three seconds to answer. If you can't answer, the other person gets an answer. Uh, you guys will be playing for people chosen from the comments, and they will win a season pass to summer. That's 34. Dale, you're playing for Corey McAuliffe. Mark, you're playing right. for Andrew McCartney. I'll be listening okay, to Andrew, Andrew McCartney's be bloody next door neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> I think Owen actually knows you too. I do. <laughs> All right, I'll be listening to who buzzes in first. You guys ready? Yo, go. All right. How many cars were involved in the burnout world record in 2019? Mark. 85. No. Dale. 140. No, you both. <laughs> 126. Nobody gets nothing. All right, you ready? Yep. What What year did the Summonats City Cruise restart? Dale. Dale. 2004. <laughs> no. It was Summonats 33. No, wrong. 2014. All right. Race to the bottom. The last question, playoff here. How many cars rock up the Summonats on average each year? A thousand? Oh, 2000. Dale. 2000. You win. 
<laughs> your neighbour's going to be your neighbour's going to be cranky at you, mate. Or McAuliffe wins a uh, season pass to someone else because we're generous. Uh, Andrew's yeah. going to win. Give Andrew one as well. Come on. You guys, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Do you guys want to give your socials a plug? Uh, start with you, Dale. Yeah, like our Facebook, uh, Castle Exhaust the Performance. Uh, Instagram, Castle Performance. You can get us through either one of them. Yeah, sweet. Mark. Yeah, Mark. absolutely. Uh, check us out on the AC Delco Pro Slammer Drag Racing page. You can also check out uh, the Motorsport Connections page or MSC and Mark on Insta. Perfect. Thanks so much for coming on today, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. No worries. Thanks for having us. All right, we've got another competition from uh, giveaway. So, but last week's winner was Craig Dowler from Tuton, Victoria. He was uh, the winner of the Maguire's Hybrid Ceramic Liquid Wax. There's obviously only half a bottle left because Webby hogged it all and used it on his car. It's awesome stuff, mate. This week we've got another giveaway. It's a K&N cabin filter for K&N's line of washable replacement cabin air filters are designed to filter incoming air using state-of-the-art filtration technology. They're washable, reusable and durable and certainly the last cabin filter you'll need for your car. Owen, what's next week's uh, question? Take it away, mate. All right, mate. For the competition it is, who is the burnout master from Summer Nats 28? That was in 2015. And so, if you know... Or if you think you know, we want you to go to podcast at summonats.com.au. Absolutely. And I think I did drop that off at the end of the quiz there. So the guys that won the quiz, please email podcast. Anybody that wins anything on this show, please email podcast at summonats.com.au. I believe we are here with Marv. Mate, what's happening? Oh, you know, just hanging out, listening to uh, a couple of absolute champions regale us with Tales of Summonats past. I was uh, I was actually in the dino cell. I most times I'm camped out uh, camped out in the dino cell. I'm the pastiest member of the Street Machine team, so it's safest for me to live in the dino cell over summer nights. And um, I was speaking I was speaking with um, hand signals for a while after uh, Mr. Hinchelwood's Pro Slammer had its run. Um, can confirm that was the single loudest car I have ever been near in my 20-odd years at summer nights. Yeah. It was awesome. Anyone who's been around cars, you kind of like you know a guy with a 500 horsepower car. You know a guy with a 700 horsepower car. You're standing yeah. next to 3,000 horsepower. Not in a not in a drag stop. It's not it's not in like a Formula One car or some kind of like bespoke high end racing car. It's air being crammed into a gigantic engine and making absolute noise. Only maybe 10 meters. Mm. from everyone who's sitting there watching it. And I just remember, like, Mark Mark did his run and everyone's sitting there with, like, all their hairs blown back and all this ash on their face and everyone's kind of not sure what just happened. <laughs> so that that scene from, like, you know, a Yahoo serious movie, everyone's kind of like, <laughs> do we clap? Do we just cry? What? What happens right now? It was, it was the most amazing thing ever. And then, you know what, full props to Dale, and the yeah. Castle Hill performance team for coming back this year, and they they sent it to eleven this year. Like they yeah. didn't have to do that. Like th- there is no such thing as a small crankshaft failure in an engine. Yet they risked it all for nothing. Yeah. They just wanted to put on a show for people. So what a like like full credit to both those guys. They're just like they turned on an absolute show. It was it was brilliant. Right off the back of that, mate. I'm sure you, you boil them with a rant. Look. I'll tell you now, I've been I've been really trying to be positive in my mindset. Um, 
you know, you, like everyone's cooped up at the moment. Everyone's having a pretty tough time. It's not exactly a, a um, you know, it's not exactly a field of meadows that we can all go skip through at the moment, right? Um, we've all got pressures on us. I've really been trying to, to be positive. And then I read comments on the internet. <laughs> Guys, we're all in this together. If there's a lowered you, someone comes in and goes, oh, you ruined that. How does it get over speed humps? It's like, they're called airbags. They've only been around for 40 years, you moron. Come on, like, don't make me hate you because you haven't researched something. Like, let's let's take this time to like to, to expand our minds and, and look into different look into different scenes. If you're into pro street cars, maybe look up the history of low riding. It's it's really interesting. Look up the history of the NHRA fuel ban. Just expand your mind just a little bit. We've got nothing else better to do. So instead of wasting all your energy just arguing on the internet about stuff that doesn't matter get in there and learn some stuff you might you know what you might get triggered into this whole new interest that you might find and you'll come back next year with the first 1500 horsepower low rider that's painted like a traditional custom car who knows you might create something (laughs) rad we're all in this together we're all car enthusiasts against elon musk and all those bloody latte sipping prius driving man bun wearing inner city hipster I can't say I can't say what I really want to say because it's still a PG time slot. Pelican touches, they're they're they're, they're flagrant pelican touches. We can all come together and hate electric cars as one. Let's do that. I mean, maybe I'm just out of my own here. Maybe I'm just some. How many years you think? It, how many years you think it'll be before we see a Tesla on the skid pad? I actually, so JB, <laughs> I actually saw a video. Some cheeky Bankstown people from Western Sydney they took one out and they were cutting hoops in an intersection. Oh, in I did Tesla. see that actually on Facebook. Yeah. Boy, did it create a conflict inside of me because part of me is going, "You can't cheer a Tesla on doing a skid," but then part of me is going. You know what? The Bogans have taken your Teslas. What are you going to do, Chai Latte Sippers? We've got your cars now. How long before we see a blue one, honestly? I was wandering around Seema in 2017. My mate and I came across a camo Prius that was just hidden up the back of of the main hall. And we nearly tripped over this thing. And we're like, what's what's this joker doing here? And then we walked around the front of it and we looked in and, oh, hang on. That's got 15 by 10 inch weld beadlocks on the back and it's got a Hellcat 707 horsepower short motor that they'd stacked with a bloody like I think it was a four or five litre Whipple on top of it that's my kind of Prius if you're going to build a (laughs) Prius that's building a Prius to me we want to give away some stuff Marv what do you reckon we've got James B Danny Hallam and Oz Carcine Uh, flick the boys at the podcast an email so J Benz what was that email address again podcast at summonads.com.au so you flick, flick them an email and tell them that you've uh, won yourself a pass. Oh, the bourbon slushy hangover is free with that pass, guys. If your name's Alex Cross, you've won the big prize, which is a double season pass and a Street Machine merch pack. So not only do you get free entry to some nights, you get a bunch of clothes that you can then put on to to cover the sunburn and cover, cover the dust and really get into the summer nights, like all the music, the car show, all the burnout smoke, everything that comes yeah, with the, the, the merch was great this year at Summonats. I remember going to the stand and I was talking with uh, Joseph there and they had heaps of new shirts this year, a few new designs. It was cranking pretty good. Every year we do a new shirt. Um, yeah. So Ryan Ford's done a bunch for us. I've got one of his one of his favourites. 
the the blown hemi. Who doesn't love a blown hemi on a t-shirt? Yeah, um, nice. My wife for one, but um, that's another story. <laughs> exactly, um, and a black one at that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just 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 yet another black hot rod shirt. But you know what? I got, like, I got, I got my mate Chubby's garage shirt on today. I hope you've got the polished stripe tops to go along with it, Jabins. Yeah, put them right here, mate. There we go. If you want to see some of that merch from this year's, you can find it in the on the street videos in the Summonats YouTube channel. Did a bit of a visit past the the uh, stand, so. That was a bit of fun. I, I hope you. I hope you stopped and checked out Broads' uh, LC Tirana because that I thing did, is that thing's did, a mate. hero. Of... Absolutely, I believe it's famous in Japan. I saw on Facebook today. Yeah, so that's that was a, that was a new thing this week. Was that um, so? Street Machines deputy editor uh, or features editor, uh, our own Andrew Broadley, has got a um, supercharged five litre LC Tirana that he f- he dug out of a field outside of Mudgy when he was fifteen years old, and has built this thing into what it is today, which is a an object of wonder and. As it turned out, he, he's been he's been tagged in this post on Facebook. Some Japanese bloke saw it at the World Time Attack Challenge in Sydney and loved it. And why wouldn't you? It's got a Harrop blown injected uh, 304 in it. It's a, it's a genuine LC GTR. It's hothouse green. It's got tough wheels. Like, yeah, who wouldn't love that car? Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Ace, for coming on tonight, Marv. Appreciate it, mate. We know you cook up these all week. No thanks, worries, Marv. guys. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. All right, sweet Owen. What's happening, mate? Yeah, just look, always good. Just hearing the different people and the different um, tribes they come from. Mark and Dale were great. I thought they'd be a fair bit of banter and it was yeah. great. Um, and great listen to Fitzy there. I mean, obviously, I've known him a long time and, and uh, yeah, just to reminisce a little bit. But he's amazing that uh, after all this time, can still build a car at the level of that, that 35 Chevy. I don't know whether you saw it, but. Make sure yeah. you to see it. It is absolutely top shelf. And all right, just before we go, we really want to see uh, pictures in terms from everybody in terms of write it out, hashtag write it out, from what everybody's been up to during the week. We want to see what you've been up to. So send us your images and stuff. Uh, Webby, I believe you've picked out some people from the events that are coming up in terms of entrance and stuff. Yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> it's really interesting after your little rave there with Mars because the guy I've got for Red Center Nats is entrant number 73. Hunter yep. Murray, he's from the Northern Territory, and he's got a Tesla. <laughs> nice. So there you go. But uh, it's, a, it's really cool. And uh, look, we've got to embrace some of this stuff. And I, I'm, I was reading the Donnie's entry there that he's having a few mods by then, so I'll be really interested to see that. For Motor X, I've got uh, number 88, entry number 88, Darren uh, Wishart. He's got a fantastic blue LJ Trina that'll be in the Pro Cop section. And for Summon Axe, I've got entry 123, which is Kylie Garrett. She's from Victorian got a brand new uh, 66 Fastback Mustang, which was uh, originally a, a right-hand drive car. So, and yeah, uh, that was all, it's all in metal. And then for Rocky Nats, got entrant number 94, Terry Bullet, with an absolute killer blue Pro HZ Kingswood sedan. So, yeah, a little bit of everything there. And just keep those entries coming in for all our events. We've got those, those four big events. And you yeah. never know, next week you might get featured. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for the picks for, for Write It Out, anything you want to send us, send it to podcast at summonats.com.au. Don't forget that tickets for Summonats 2021 and entries are on sale right now. We can't wait for January to be here. Every week I think I say the same thing, but I just cannot wait to get back there. I watched during the week, I reminisced watching some of the old Summonats videos and, and especially with the Sunday watch party that happens every Sunday at the moment featuring content at 2 p.m. Watching that just, you know, it's getting the, uh, the blood pumping, that's for sure, mate. Yeah, yeah, and I've got some, got some big stuff coming up in uh, for our podcasts and interviews. I've 
actually been talking to a, a few of the top car builders in the US so forward to in the next few weeks as well. So everybody, we hope you enjoyed the podcast, obviously. Keep reaching out to your mates like we're reaching out to the car community, the same thing. Uh, it's okay, like we always say, not to feel all right during this time. Uh, think positive, get on, the, get on the FaceTime and stuff like that and call people up and see how they're going. Um, that's it for Summon Ads Podcast Episode 4, Webby. All right. Thanks, Webby. Cheers. We'll see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we've got a mad podcast. Twitch superstar Shook, Mark from Street FX, Marv from Street Machine, Flinty, Brasher. What a lineup. Join me and Webby next Tuesday at 8.30.